Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, ep- season one, episode eight already. My goodness, of the We Miss Morning podcast. Obviously, a tribute to Frazier. I'm here with Laura. Laura, how are you? Good. Good, Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, for the wonders of Wi-Fi. Hopefully we have better Wi-Fi than last night. I taped some interviews last night. It seemed like everybody's Wi-Fi was on the clinker. Maybe the Delta variant is attacking our Wi-Fi, too. I'm not sure what's going on. Let's hope it's not bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's talk uh, about Frasier. Um, This week, uh, and, man, Laura, I always forget the name of the episodes. Let me look it up. Uh, yeah, the beloved infidel, and you know it was funny. We're titling this over Marty because obviously we miss John Mahoney, who unfortunately passed a few years back. And we had a couple episodes where it wasn't John Mahoney centric, and this is definitely a John Mahoney centric episode. And you know we've talked a lot about season one has set the tone for really establishing the relationships of the people in the show, and I think this really did a good one of kind of really personifying him uh, past the graphic series he had for the first couple episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one, this one really gave them basically something they have in common. You know? it, yeah. It, it set them on equal footing, I think, here. You know? Um, it also, I mean, there's a lot of stuff related to this that is in here, you know? It, it discussed, you know, where the kids basically got their looks, you know, which is kind of is always a thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, um, it talked, it was, um, it talked about how, um, how the kids looked up to Marty and, you know, their beliefs in him, um, which I think was important to see. Um, and you know, it set it set up a real true moment to bond with Frazier and Marty. Do you think I had the feeling throughout the whole episode, and obviously part of the allure and the fun of Frazier is you know, you know, uh, Frazier and Niles kind of freak out a lot, and they take things, uh, they over overreact to some stuff that happens in our life. Okay. I Would you... I don't know. I, I thought that I kind of went a little bit too far. I mean, you know, obviously it's part of the fun of the show is I'm going far enough, but I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I would suspect um, him of having a fair. I mean, I, I think they kind of read the signs a little bit too extreme, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think that 
Well, I think I think they didn't. I think they only were, they only focused on what they had seen. Yeah. Of course, they yeah. Had to jump to you know the father. Plus, I mean, they haven't really talked about their mom that much. Yeah. But you know, in the series, pretty much throughout the series, whenever she comes up, it's she's you know revered by them. You know, yeah. she's, she's a saint-like character. So. I wonder if some of it had a little bit to do. Like, I know this is the case in my family. My dad's passed and my mom's still alive. And we, I mean, I look at humans. Humans are humans. You know, we all do some great stuff. We all do some crappy stuff. But I, I think sometimes in my family, we adore my mom. But sometimes we look at my dad in this revered way because dad's gone. I, I wonder if it's the same thing with Miles. Miles Niles, <laughs> make sure I put the end before his name. And, and Fraser, is it just that you you've lost mom, you're missing mom, and because there was never a thought. And spoiler alert, I mean the show's thirty eight years old. Well, twenty eight years old. Sorry, my math's off. Uh, hopefully you've seen the whole show by now. But you know, spoiler, it turns out that you know they suspect dad of having the affair when it was actually mom that had the affair. And I'm wondering if part of it is. Do you hold people that you miss that have passed on on a higher pedestal, you know, mm-hmm. where it's easier to blame dad because, you know, we lost mom and we miss mom. So, you know, maybe it's easier to blame dad for the affair. Well, I think, I think in, in their, in their case, I mean, from things they say throughout the whole series, they didn't really have a very good relationship with the dad. Yeah. You know, as they were growing up, I mean, he was, I mean, you see, you can see why in him making little remarks here already in the series, you know, with them being kind of delicate and, you know, not into sports and, you know, he he doesn't like anything that they like, basically. And, you know, so their, you know, their interest, though, where their mom was, you know, um, I mean, their mom, I believe their mom worked, if I remember right, she had some... I thought she had some kind of big job, you know, big. Was she a, was she a psychiatrist? I can't remember what she, I can't remember what it was, but um, you know, they what you see every day is not, you know, somebody that could have an affair, you know. They, yeah. You know, I don't think my guess it might have been the other way if they saw her hanging out with him, the other guy, Mister Lawler. Yeah. You know? And you know, hugging and you know, hard to know, but I I don't know. I think part of it is that you know he they saw what they saw and just you know they tied stuff together. I, I was kind of torn too because again, you know, very much respect um, Marty's character on the show, and you know. But I, I'm wondering if Marty handled it the best. I mean, yeah, he did the honorable thing. He threw himself under the bus to protect his mom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had a little moral crisis kind of with thinking about Marty in this episode. Because in some ways, yeah, hey, very classy. You protect mom. You take the blame. But then on the other hand, should he have been honest? You know, not to throw mom under the bus. But, you know, uh, is it noteworthy to not be truthful with your kids, you know? 
I, I mean, I guess in some ways it is, but in some ways it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I, I, I was kind of torn on how to feel about this. Um, you know, I wrote down, um, initially, I wrote down, was he protecting, was he protecting the kids from the truth? And then after I watched it again, you know, in the past week or so, I watched, like we said, both of us had seen this episode like a hundred times in the past yeah. months. <laughs> and just because they keep rolling. Today I rolled from episode eight to episode 11. And finally mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but um, in the subsequent viewing, I broke down, or was he protecting himself? Um, because he he only came forward with it when he found out that they were going to call Aunt Vivian. So, um, you know, we're left to wonder what did she know? I mean, she was a bitch, clearly, from what they said. Yeah. She said she looked like a knockwurst with a five in the middle. <laughs> the mom. Um, but, I mean, you could say he was trying to protect himself because, I mean, he could... I mean, what are they going to say to him? You know, what are the kids going to say to him? Versus he's going to break their hearts by telling them that the mom had the affair. You know? Yeah, very, very tough. And it was just interesting, like, you know, Frazier and Al's reactions. Um, it, it, I won't say much because obviously you know, people could be listening, but. Uh, you know, we had an affair in my extended family, not my, you know, my parents or anything. And it's tough. And, you know, there's a lot you can say about forgiveness and everything. But that's a hard thing, you know, moving forward and everything. And it was just, I, I don't know. I mean, French is a good show. It's a funny show. I love the characters of the show. Maybe it's the time of life I'm at. But, man, I, I'm, like, personally identifying with a bunch of these episodes. And, Brings back a lot of memories from you know times in the past. It's been really an interesting journey so far. You know, I didn't. You know, you I, going back to you saying that you had a hard time with Marty. Um, I didn't have a, as hard a time with his reaction in this case as I did when yeah once you know Fraser about the police about the ripoff and the painting. You know, because on some level he was protecting the kids, you know, whereas that other thing, you know, with the painting, it didn't really, he wasn't protecting the kid. He was trying to push away something that was a deep concern to the child, <laughs> you know, that he was ripped off by uh, probably a lot of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. It didn't bother me. Um, you know, another thing that we should look at in this episode is after... After they are told by the father that he did it, they go get coffee. Mm -hmm. And um, Frazier is talking about, you know, the outrage that he feels and the disappointment that he has in the father. He's, he mentions that the one thing he was able to hang his hat on with the father was his integrity. And then Niles again is there, you know, as the as the loving brother, but also as the psychiatrist talking about, you know, you got to look at where they, where they were, what yeah. happened and where they ended up, 
you know, that they ended up with a very happy marriage. So you gotta get a credit uh, Niles again for, you know, being the calm in a storm. Yeah, I guess I wasn't necessarily offended by how Marty handled it. It was just more of a vein of, like, I I respect how he handled it. I don't think he handled it poorly. But when you when I think about it too much, I'm like, well, I'm not sure if he did the right thing though. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it, it was just very very intriguing. And and you're right. I I think Niles played a really good role in this episode too. Yeah, Niles was very suspicious of his dad too. So I mean, I, I'm not saying Niles was completely blameless in all this, mm-hmm. but I like the advice that Niles gave. And again, I I really think if we watch a show starting at like let's say season ten. It might be unrealistic to say, my goodness, this family, they joke around, but they get along really great. And again, I just go back to how all these first episodes really set up that once you get to 8, 9, and 10, it turns into the love fest with the family. You know, the show really does a great job in season one of setting that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch it completely through, it's completely believable uh, based on what you're seeing in these episodes. They're really well written and well done. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that they're, you know, taking on, I like that they took on really hard things early mm-hmm. too, you know. I mean, this is not a walk in the park for these people, you know. I mean, the, the acting in the time where they're talking, or Frazier and Marty are talking when Frazier knows the truth, is yeah. up there with any you see anywhere, you know. Where, you know, he said, "Why didn't you tell me?" And he asked him, "Why are you going to tell your son?" And yeah, he, you know. And he's like, "There you go. I understand now." You know, and you know the the reaction that Frazier had when he said, "Why didn't you tell me?" You know, and and Frazier crying was, you know, very. I mean. It's an answer to all of our questions, you know. Yeah. Why, you know, because he didn't want to break the son's heart. You know, he wants them. He wants the kids to see the mom as the person she was to them. You know, not someone who made a big mistake. Well, and there's a lot to be said too. And again, let's not forget it's a comedy show. But yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of detachment from reality that you need to experience and face and understand. You know, before you you get in a show like this, but what a good lesson about life. I mean, you know, you think about our relationships with our parents, our brothers and sisters, good friends, even people we work with. I I mean, it's these conversations are awkward, but it really helps bring people closer together. You know, and I I I mean, it was just good lessons from the show. I mean, you could actually, I mean, I don't mean to praise the show too much, but it, it really was a good template for saying, hey, have these hard conversations. It stinks. It's tough. Uh, maybe some tears, but brings everyone closer together. And, yeah. Um, so, in, in bringing us back to the fact that it is a comedy show. Right. Um, I have to say that the beginning part of where he's dealing with the caller who mm-hmm. is she... She's having trouble with her monsieur. Yeah. How in the heck 
Does Frazier not know what she's saying? Yeah, I have a hard time. You know? I, I believe in that. <laughs> all the people in the world who wouldn't know. Frazier, yeah. Knowing, not knowing French. Come on. Yeah, the continuity didn't flow too well in that part. Of the yeah. Um. Oh, and one like, um. Well, let me st- let me say this first. Do you know who the caller was? No, no, I didn't look that part up. Okay, it's Joe Beth Williams. Hmm. He played um, the mom in uh, Poltergeist. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um. I just remember what else she was in. She was in, uh, she was in the Big Chill. Um, that always fascinates me because we've already talked about some big names being featured in these callers, and you know, I'm, I'm sure they got paid for their purposes, but. You know, a very unheralded role. You know, some some of these people you wouldn't not recognize right away. And I know Fraser did a good job in the end credits various times. You know, showing pictures of the callers and everything. So, yeah, you know, they got at the end of the season or like a couple times in the season. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when, but I just simply remember when they show pictures. So she was on oh. Criminal Minds too. I remember her episode. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Huh. Very, very um, cool. The other thing was there was a big moment of, you know, reminder how old the show is when Niles said he was going to call Aunt Vivian and he whipped out his little black book from his pocket. His yeah. Book, you know, and today it would just be and you would be and you would yes. be on already. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, things have changed so much with that. So, well, and, and, and we'll talk at the end. Um, semi update about the Fraser reboot, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how. The, I mean, I'm sure the reboot Fraser is going to give us the technology of today, but it'll be interesting to see how everyone handles that with the um, new technology and everything. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, well, what's the show going to be like if they're all using social media? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Uh, what else did you um, glean from like this episode that we could talk about? Um, I wrote down um, the thing about Niles um, saying twice, you know, what should we do about how to handle something? You know, them being very different than their average family, you know? Yeah, yeah. Was talking about uh, what was it? Like, where they were gonna, what they were gonna do with their free evening when they were at the radio station? Yeah. Okay. Bar and have some wings, and (laughs) and Niall said, "What will we? What should we do?" (laughs) And then uh, Frazier said, "You know, we, you know, if we were, if we were at just any family, we would." Deal with part of the fair thing, you know, but, you know, together as a group. And so Niles said, "What should we do?" <laughs> it it seems like such a, a different time. I mean, we're recording this in August of 2021. Uh, we're all excited. The football season's beginning soon, from high school to college and pro. And Laura, remember that time before COVID when 
you know, if you, you know, going to a friend's house to watch a football game was the in thing, or hey, let's go to the sports bar, watch the game together. I remember doing that a lot when I was a younger adult. Man, in the age of COVID with kids, yeah, I'll watch the game, but put me in my office or, or my house. I, I don't want to go to the sports bar. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no way. Right? I don't even like going in public anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because it's very easy to say, hey, it's because of COVID, you know, we want to stay safe. Uh, I can't use my kids as an excuse. I mean, got two special needs kids that, you know, not that we can never take them out, but uh, we're horrified to think about sitting down at a restaurant for a couple hours. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, they can hang pretty good for an hour, but after that, it's it's over. I mean, yeah. but, but, you know, so I, I've got good reasons for not going out a lot, but I'm wondering if uh, they're very good excuses for me because even if I didn't have kids or you know some of the other things I use excuses, I probably wouldn't want to go out right now anyway. I like working from home; it's a nice thing. Yeah. So. Every once in a while, I wish there were other people, but you know, but then I remember what other people can bring. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I I saw we'll try not to get too far off topic, but I, I saw today um. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook is announcing he wants to develop an app that will simulate, like, you know, right now at our company, and I'm sure a lot of other companies, we're still doing teams like, you know, video calls or Zoom calls or StreamYard calls like we do for these podcasts. And, you know, you can see the other person, you can hear them from wherever they're at, but you're not. But this VR thing that Zuckerberg wants to come up is you'll be virtually vr into like the same table so it would be a cartoon character of yourself but you know if you and i are here talking the podcast in essence we're looking at each other from a cartoon basis so if we make gestures or whatever else the case might be what a horrible idea i don't want that did you see it on um they had a big report on cbs this morning where gail king and him were together she was sitting next to him Mm -hmm. and they were well, in the meeting, she was sitting next to him, but he was in San Francisco or wherever they are, and she was in New York. And she's like, you have freckles on your nose. And he said, I really do have freckles on my nose. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it was interesting. I, I, and yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely worth talking about. But mm-hmm. how is that appealing? I mean, you know, yeah. you and I sit in what, two daily meetings, we meet with another guy once a week to talk, and nothing personal, Laura. I, I don't know if I want to be, uh, I don't, I feel weird being like, you know, cartoon to me talking to you around the table. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it does change the, right. it changes the, I don't know, the feeling of the meeting, you know? It's a little more friendly because it's a little more fun, you know? I wonder, and I haven't looked too much at the report. I'm sure they're still working on it. I wonder if, um, I guess you could set the close because, you you know, when you think about working from home, if you're working from home, you may not be super dressed up. Right. I I mean, so I I guess you could set to be professional clothes and wear like a t-shirt and everything's good or. Yeah. When you, when you sign on or when you start it, you make yourself, you know, you make a, like a meme, basically, of yourself. 
Okay. You, know, you make a, you know, a animated version of yourself. And they wouldn't see you in videos. The video they would see is of that character, like the man. Yes. yes. Okay. So in essence, you could be wearing a suit when at home you're wearing an old t-shirt and shorts in, right? Yeah. I, I guess that might be advantageous. I mean, I know every time, like for one of these calls, I you should go look at that CBS this morning. Yeah. Okay. They were like they were showing um, the the anchors mm. among themselves before the reports, like as a tease to the next segment before the commercial. And it was really funny because they were trying all these different things. Um, the one guy was like dancing in his chair, you know. And it, so if you know you have these two controllers in your hand that show your movement that you're making, and like Zuckerberg at one point when he was with Gail King alone, well not alone, they were separate, but in the in the virtual reality, they were like he got up to go and he wrote like he's writing on a whiteboard. Um, so I mean it's like. It's a lot of you know, there's a lot of motion and a lot of um, a lot of movement, you know. So maybe then we can get like if people really miss and you know we both just said we don't, but if we miss you know football is going to start in a few weeks. If we miss going to the sports bar, I guess we could maybe VR into a sports bar or something. I mean, you probably won't be able to order drinks from home. Well, I guess you could with DoorDash and everything. But even if you can't, maybe you still get that environment of if you like to be around a million people. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the possible types of situations you can put yourself in so far, you know. Yeah. So uh he showed them like the three of them were basically they were created on a set that was similar to what they have, you know. They have like a big glass desk, so they were sitting around that glass desk as characters, and then they moved into like a boardroom setting with Mark Zuckerberg. Does it pick up all of your motions? Like, say you're, say, say you do something weird, like pick your nose or something. I mean, is, is it going to show you pick your nose on the meme? Well, that's a good question because I think you have to watch it and see. Yeah, I really got to watch it now. I I, I'm that. really compelled. Because you wear a thing, you wear a head, like an, a thing on your eyes. So you can watch it happening, you know? Mm -hmm. You have, like, Gail King had, there were like two round circles with handles, and she held those in her hands, you know, as she moved around. Like, and it, everything she did with her hands, it showed, you know? So I don't know. I'm not sure what happens if you put one of them down, you know. Well, well that could be a naysay, not ripping on our company, but mm -hmm. like you said, if you're buying the app and it's something you wear over your eyes, yeah. you know, this is a big company like ours. I mean, I'm sure this thing is costly. It's not like five bucks or something. Yeah. Um, is the company going to invest in everyone getting those goggles? You know, that'd be kind of... I don't know. I, I mean, it. it's, it's a new world. It's a different world than 20 years ago. I can tell you that. Um, so, okay. All right. Well, hey, before we go, um, I didn't see the whole video clip, but I, I haven't checked out that Frasier podcast, but, uh, Kelsey Grammer was on, um, today's show a little while ago, and I, I don't think I can play it here, but 
it was interesting. Uh, he they asked him at the end of his interview about the Fraser reboot, and he says, "Hey, in this reboot, the character Fraser will be filthy rich in terms of the friends and family in his life, not necessarily financially, which is interesting." Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would say he was filthy rich at the end of the original Fraser, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think he was. I don't think he ever made that much money on the radio. But what he's trying, unless I'm reading this wrong, I think what he's trying to say is, you know, when we read the original story, we're like, dang, he's going to be like a billionaire on this reboot. He, I mean, he's saying from what he told today, he's like, no, it won't be financially. It'll be I'm filthy rich in terms of my family and friends. So I'm thinking he's looking at saying in terms of relationships, like, wow, you know, my relationship, my family is so great. I feel filthy rich. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right? I mean, I'm like, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, or maybe it's me and he's saying, "Hey, Niles and Daphne in the poorhouse, and I'm rich." You know, maybe like, hey, compared to my rest of my family, I'm in great shape. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, he couldn't have made that much money at the radio station. You know. Yeah. The AM radio station. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I still go back to the feeling where, Laura, I was all charged up when we first started talking about the reboot, and I think you and I both said, it sounds like, you know, they got to sell Paramount Plus. They got to say, hey, this is why this is a cool service. Yeah. So why not get the word out, hey, we're working on a Frasier reboot? And I think the only news they had was, hey, we're working on a Frasier reboot. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just, so. And they probably went too early. Yeah. All right, very good. Well, any other thoughts before we close up for today? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. Let's take a quick look at what we're talking about next week. Yeah, selling out. Um, It's BB Glazer. Yes, definitely a big part of the show over the years. And we introduced the BB and uh, a good episode. We'll wait till next week to talk about it, but it should be good. All right. Well, hey, for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for checking out the We Miss Mario podcast. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.